Brutal Combo. You are listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Welcome, everybody, to episode 147 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. It is November the 5th of the year 2020. I am your host, Steve, along with my co-host, Michael. Michael, how are you doing today on this Thursday? You know, I knew a girl named 147. You did? I did. She had green eyes. I'm doing well. Things are going great. Uh, Halloween has come and gone. We've got candy in the storehouse. And the roosters are crowing and the cows are spinning circles in the pasture. <laughs> I'm like dumbfounded because I'm like waiting for the punchline of your joke and I'm trying to figure out what it is. And I'm like having a really hard time figuring it out. So you're going to worry about it. It's, it's coming gone. It's coming gone. It's like it's like it's like a moo point. A moo point. Yeah. You know, it's like something a cow would say. You don't even worry about it. It's like yeah. a moo point. Today, being November 5th, um, the Xbox Series X will will be released in five days from now. The PlayStation dun, dun, Five on the Series S as well, so you'll be getting your Series S in no time, Mike. The Xbox Series yeah, X, unless they drop my pre order, which, which has been happening possible. to people, which I don't think is very cool or fun. But um, hopefully everything works out. I had to tell my wife, all right, it's gonna it, it comes out this paycheck, so make sure we have enough to cover it, and so. So you're like, don't touch it. I want to get my pre-order. Hopefully you get that thing, man. It'll be exciting because then you'll be able to play all the new Destiny stuff on it and you'll be able to play it in 60 frames a second on your TV if that's where you're planning on playing all of your stuff or unless you're still planning on playing on the computer. But So I'll, I'll probably bring the Series S to my um, computer workstation and I'll probably plug it in here um, the boys can still use the uh, S, the C. Let me get this right. The boys can still use the Series X, S. I think nope. it's XS because it's, it's the, slim. No, it's the Xbox Ser- One no. S. Xbox One S, the One S. Yeah, too many Xs. So they'll still use the One S on our um, TV in the in the family room when they want to go when they want to play games together. I'll probably set one of them up on the X on the S. Yeah. Too many, too many things going together. The new one, you know, so they can play together that way, but I'll probably keep the new one here at my desk. I'll probably still most likely keep playing Destiny from PC, I think, occasionally jumping over to the new one. Um, but but we'll see. I definitely don't want to buy the game in two places. Right, and, because that um, doesn't make sense. And so, yeah. And so I'll probably just keep it... Um, I'll probably just keep it on PC. Although now that they say that, and I'm thinking through this, I've got Forsaken and, um, oh, which one came out before Forsaken? Anyway, so we've got the the Game Pass versions of Forsaken and um, the other one. How terrible am I? I haven't been playing the other one. What was the other one called? Forsaken and... Beyond Light. Nope, not Beyond no, Light. That's, that's the, the new, new one. one what was out. the... What was the expansion before before Forsaken? Oh, you're gonna make me look it up. I have no idea. I've not been keeping up with Destiny Two. Destiny. Oh come on, Mike. Anyway, anyway. Um, Forsaken and Shadowkeep. 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 Um, I kind of kind of terrible that I spaced that. Yeah, fake I've been playing gamer. them. <laughs> I've been playing them this week, so I don't know why I spaced that. Um, but I'll probably keep those 
right? Because those came to Game Pass, and so I'm not sure if I'm just gonna jump over to the new one and continue there, or if I want to get it on PC. I definitely don't think I'm my CFO will let me get it in both places, so I'll have to weigh those options and see. It'll depend on it'll be t- depend on if Steven can will start playing when new stuff comes out. Um, maybe if Devin has some free time in his new endeavors that um, I don't think uh, he might be able to. I don't think Devin plays video games anymore. Rusted, thanks for hanging out with us in the chat. So if, if you don't mind me asking, like if, if you like, if you don't have it, you don't like have plans to like play anything exclusively on the S correct. Um, maybe not. No, not really exclusively. So then why are you getting one? Oh, because all right, that's enough for me. Same reason, same reason you got VR headset. Um, so I could play games that I can't play anywhere else. Uh, can you? Uh, yeah. I there mean, are some games I mean, that mostly, you can... mostly you just go for walks on your VR, and you can do that outside. So there's that. I don't, I don't think I've gone for a walk at all on my VR headset, so I'm not sure exactly well, you're what missing you're missing out, doing. dude. You are missing out. So you raise an interesting point because you're kind of like an Ebenezer curmudgeon when it comes to new consoles. You're like. Which is really strange for you, because I figured that you'd um, have at least one of them ordered, the X or the S. Uh-huh. Um, but you're being all kind of like weird about it, because you're like, like the one time that I jump on the boat, you're like, no, nah, responsible adult. Um, Mike has been the responsible adult for the longest time, and so now we're going to flip roles, and he's going to get it just because. And I'm like, okay, I'm g- I guess I'm going to be in this. I'm going to do this by myself. But I'll test it out and I'll try it and I'll play it. I'll see what all the hype is. And so it really is kind of weird. I mean, it really is kind of weird that you're not getting a new one. Um, maybe it's maybe it's because you've transitioned to PC. And, and so you're like, I'm going to do put all my money and resources into PC, which you definitely could. Right. Like like you can constantly be putting money into your PC and build it up and change it and tweak it. And, you know, maybe there's a new case and there's a new, let's get some RGB RAM. Let's, you know, play with some fans and do some cool things here and look at the new mods, graphics cards and stuff, right? With the, with the Xbox, like, this is your box. Wait until the next one comes out to get a new one, right? So... Yeah, I, th- I think it's just different. Like, I, I'm glad that you're getting one. I, I think there's, there's plenty of reasons why someone would want to upgrade right now, whether it's faster load times, which is going to be a huge thing, especially in Destiny. Um, Destiny load times are very long. Anthem load times were very long. There's a lot of games where you're like, you know, you're waiting over a full minute for things to load in. We know that the Series X and the Series S have faster load time. So, I mean, that alone would be a reason to upgrade. Um, But for me, since I'm just playing mostly on PC, like you said, like that stuff doesn't really matter to me as much. I was trying to buy a PlayStation 5 um, when the first, when it initially, when it first came up, but I was unable to get one. I kept getting um, PS5s taken out of my car over and over again. And after trying for like 45 minutes, I just got upset. And I was like, whatever, I'm not doing this anymore. And then we started hearing about all the games that were supposed to be exclusive to the PlayStation 5 were also coming to the PlayStation 4. And there's not like a huge rush to go out and buy one. So I'm like, okay, I can either just wait till next year when they're available um, when I have a little bit of extra spending money or when there's a game that I really need one of those systems for in order to play it. And eventually that'll well, probably happen. And it's just a weird thing that everybody's kind of going through now because you're probably not the only person in that boat, right? And so, 
And so I, I bet I bet PlayStation is kind of, or Sony anyways, is going to feel the effects of that, right? People not being able to get one day one and then getting the news that you really don't need to have one day one. And well, then and then a couple of the news stories that we're going to cover tonight, kind of kind of the way that Sony is treating their stuff. Like, I know it's theirs to treat the way that they want to treat it, but... But if someone has the ability to do something to a console, which I mean, I mean, how would you not be able to with the advent of 3D printers and everybody building stuff on their own? You know, speaking of like cases and covers, which I think there should be a market for anyway on every console. Like I would love to be able to have removable skins, removable cases for for every gaming console that I have. That just makes sense. Right. I mean, that's just that's just cash flow coming in. It's uh, it's what loot boxes and it's it's wraps and skins like but in the actual physical world. Um, but I bet I bet Sony's missing out on a lot of people who weren't able to get one pre-ordered day one when they became available and who have since said, you know what, I guess I'll just wait till next year. Yeah, I think um, the, the, the thing with like console launches, like they always sell out. Like there hasn't been a console launch that I can remember where like it was like they didn't do well out of the gate like maybe the wii u but that was like so weird and they had such weird messaging that maybe that one didn't do great out of the gate but like everyone is like so excited for new things like and normally like i'll go buy something day one just to say like i got it day one you don't really need it but you want to have that experience you want to be part of the conversation that hey i got a playstation 5 or i got an xbox series x day one and you know you can play the games that you can on it so like they'll both do fine they'll sell out of playstation 5s they'll sell out of um series s's and series x's so they'll do good but well well i guess the point i was making was yeah they'll sell out because as evidenced by you trying to get one and not being able to but then how many people will be part of that second wave like like that's what i'm saying i think that second wave is going to not be as big as it could have been again citing um sony's exclusives and if all their games can play on the other console then really what's the point? Well, so, I, I definitely think a- I definitely think that both like the second wave of the Xbox and the PlayStation 5s will sell out again. Um, I think it's easy for us to underestimate the appeal of faster load times. But also, I think it's also a tough year. So, I mean, it could go with it. I think they'll sell. There, you could make the argument that because of the virus, the pandemic, people being out of work, out of jobs, that there's not a lot of money to go around to spend on that. Especially, like you said, when you can say, well, I can spend $500 now or I could save it and still play all of these games on my PlayStation 4 and then buy it down the line, which I think a lot of people will do. Like, I think a lot of people will wait and they'll get them whether they're on sale or they're part of bundle deals um, when that price drops a little bit. So I, I think it's a weird year to be... Like no one expected what has happened, but it's happening. So it'll be interesting to see what the fallout is from releasing a console now. And like even, you know, when we talk about Xbox, like there's no games coming out for Xbox that are like, I have to play this game. I have to buy the Series X to play this game. Like Halo Infinite was delayed and that's not going to be coming out till sometime next year. So that's a huge blow to them. But again, it's like, well, I can play all the games that I'm playing now because there are a lot of games that it's no longer about the, oh, I play this game for a little bit and then I, you know, then I move on. We're playing the living games that 
stick with you like the Rainbow Six Siege. Those are games that you play all the time. Overwatch, um, Destiny, Division. I don't know if anyone's talking about Division anymore. Like Warframe, Sea of Thieves. Those are games that are like, oh, I can just play this better on this new system. It's not exactly the huge system seller, but it is a bonus to forking over that money now is that you get to play it faster. I think eventually like both all the consoles will do really well. Like the Switch is still doing really well, but that's kind of a whole different ball game. They're not really playing on the same field as Xbox and Sony right now, but it it'll be interesting to see how everything shakes out towards the end of the year and we get to see numbers and stuff. So Yeah. All right, and then we'll and then we'll talk about the Sony stuff here in a bit. But first, we wanted to thank everyone from all of our patrons. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon.com/slash/FreelancerCodex. We appreciate appreciate it very much. We'd like to thank Julius, Nathan B, Michael R, Trent B, Man and Steel, Scout sixty nine, Dragonheart seventy six, Jeffrey H, the Gameplay Experience, RZ, and Phaedron. Thank you so much for supporting us. If you want to kick a dollar our, our way and get access to our pre show, you can do that at Patreon.com/slash/FreelancerCodex. You get access to four bonus shows um, for a dollar a month. It's pretty cheap. And you can even go look at our other tiers there and get access to those. And then you can join our Discord. We'll have a Discord in the link of the show notes below. All right, Mike. um, I believe that is all the beginning stuff. Um, I want to do this thing really quick, and then we'll jump into what we're playing, and we'll jump into the news. Or, no, let's let's go to the news really quick. There, There is some news. I don't think it's like super exciting or stuff. We're kind of like waiting for next week for everything to drop. There's been a lot of people that have gotten access to the Series X and to the PlayStation 5 and they're showing off boxes and stuff. Um, That's all. They're they're like stretching out this launch big time um, by only being under embargo to show boxes and not being able to show this. So I think we'll get a lot of that next week and we'll have a lot more to talk about next week. So I think we'll talk about things that we are doing after we talk about the news. So we're going to jump into the news with Keanu bringing us in. All right. I got to talk to you about something. This just in the results of the 2020. Oh, nope. This is a different news story. This is Everspace 2 has been delayed following the Cyberpunk 2077 release date. Seems like um, the developers of Everspace were saying, hey, with Cyberpunk being delayed and being pushed to when we were going to delay, it's better that they just stop, let people play Cyberpunk, and then move it on. Their quote was to get the cyber elephant out of the room right away. The Cyberpunk 2077 release has just been pushed back to December 10th, which is a major blow to our planned Everspace 2 early release, early access release in mid-December. Not only will every, every media outlet and content creator cover the arguably the most anticipated AAA game in history throughout the entire holiday season and not much else, we also know that there is quite a bit of audience overlap within our communities. So this is something that I thought was interesting that A, the developers on Everspace were like, yeah, I think a lot of our pe- a lot of the people that are interested in our game are going to be jumping over and playing this. And since they want their game to be successful, they decided just to push it. And I think that's, um, you know, that's a valid reason to do so. <laughs> um, and I just I thought it's it was, slippery, though. Like, what do you Cause, mean slippery? Cause, well, because then you, you can always be pushing stuff back, right? You know, um, holiday season is a is a rough time to launch anything. We know that um, because of everything that's coming out, and 
And if you keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing, I mean, that kind of like, like just put it out there, guys. You know, if it's going to do good, it's going to do good. You know, um, I, I know, I know people don't want to get lost in the minutia of everything going on and they want to have their, their day. But, but like I say, um, at some point you just got to put it out there. So you gotta, you gotta just trust that, that your product is, is everything that you've touted it to be and that people are gonna, are gonna play your game no matter what. Um, so I always, I guess not always, but, um, I'm nervous, not nervous. That's the right, I don't have the right words. I'm saying, get it out there. Don't, don't push and push and push and push. I don't know. I guess this is that, like because you can always have a not right time to put that, it out, right? That's oh, true. we don't we want to put out because of this. We wanna we wanna wait. Well, how long are you gonna wait? Get it out. Come on. I think this is more like uh, planning your wedding on the Super Bowl, though. But, but are you would the people who were going to come to your wedding even watch the Super Bowl? Uh, yes, let's say that they would, because the developers are saying that a good cross section of their community is most likely going to do that. So, so here's the thing, though, Steve. If if your guests would watch the Super Bowl anyway, like like then you then you would probably make it a Super Bowl themed wedding, right? Because that's usually how it goes. You'd be <laughs> you wearing your team colors or whatever. You want so, like, to make em- it a embrace it. A well, cy- I mean, I'm, I'm saying punk, like. Uh, addition release to their to their early access say that again you would want them to to theme um everspace 2 early access release around cyberpunk 2077 well, well well that's what i'm saying i'm saying that that you know you always have the uncle who's going to watch the game um while you're saying your vows or whatever but you know if if you're if you're planning if you're planning your wedding to release during the Super Bowl, then you're probably going to have a Super Bowl themed wedding. Like, just just release your game. Let people play. Well, Give them I, options. I think the difference also is that they were going to release because Cyber the Super Bowl was a month earlier, so they thought that they did have time. So with the Super Bowl yeah. getting moved, I think that changed a little bit of the story of like, oh crap, you know, we were safe and now this has moved. So now because the Super Bowl is on our wedding, we should probably move our wedding. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? You know, or just forget what I said and just do your thing. I'm not. Oh yeah. Oh, it's Mulehorn Gaming with the raid. That wasn't me. I didn't push that button. It wasn't me. Mulehorn is raiding the channel. So thanks everyone for hanging out and joining us right now. So, um, yeah, you you just missed out on Mike's hot take on on Cyberpunk. All right, so let's move on. Did you know, Mike? This is something that I know that you love. Is talking about specs for systems. So the Godfall PC specs finally have been know. made available. It was very, very late in the game. The game is only is coming out in seven days, and we got specs just recently. Um, so these are the specs for Godfall. If you want to play on minimum settings, they didn't tell us exactly what the minimum settings um, targets are. But you're going to need an AMD Ryzen 5 1600 or an Intel Core i5 6600, 12 gigabytes of RAM, or and a RX 580 or a GTX 1060 graphics card. So that's minimum. I settings. don't know why anybody would do anything without a GI 1060. Exactly. So <laughs> the re- the recommended settings and the recommended target is 1080p at 60 frames a second is a Ryzen 5 3600 or an Intel i7 8700, 16 gigs of RAM. 
And GPU side, they want you to have either a 5700 XT from AMD or a 1080 Ti. So these are the recommended settings. Um, everyone was kind of, the, the general consensus on the Godfall Reddit was that these specs seem really, really high. Like this is only 1080p at 60. So unless there's some crazy like processing going on for lighting or if they're including things like ray tracing, AMD does all of their ray tracing um, software side. So my guess is with this recommendation, it has ray tracing on. So it's pulling a lot from the graphics card in order to run that. I don't know exactly what something like a 1080 or the, um, the 20 series cards from NVIDIA are going to be doing because they do all that stuff hardware side. But it seems really high, the specs, just to run at 1080, 60 when we've been doing that for a really long time. There's been a lot of talk about optimization on Godfall, like what's happening there. Um, like, is it under-optimized? Like, what's going on? I think it's one of those things where maybe they've just been targeting really high so that they give people, like, just to be safe. I'm not sure. Like, maybe people will be surprised that they're, like, 1060s or something will be able to run it at the max settings. But also, they're, this was on their high setting. There is another setting above that. So, like, I'm... I'm interested to see like next week when Digital Foundry gets a hold of Godfall and they do all their benchmarks, like what they are actually going to find, what's eating up CPU, what's taxing the GPU, and what the best benchmarks are for that. I don't um, because the PlayStation 5 is they've been saying that it's running at 4K 60. Um if the PlayStation 5 can run it at 4K 60, I'm like the 1080 Ti settings are really surprising to me because it seems like that's really high, but we're just going to have to see. That's a lot of technical mumbo jumbo that I'm just not prepared to answer or figure out in any way. We'd have to send it to a couple of the people over in our Discord chat who love talking numbers and stuff. So, um, other thing that's going on. So, Mike, do you want to, you know, tell us what is going on with this Sony third party faceplate manufacturer fiasco? All right, so we so I talked about it briefly, um, just kind of alluded to it. And those of you who don't know, um, so it seems very easy in today's world to make um, things at home, right? There are there's tons of creative people in our nation, in our world, who who are just amazing at making things, and most times many people make things that uh, speak to them and that they and that are in their world and that they love to do right so creative people who play video games love to put their mark and their name not maybe not their name but put their mark in and and create stuff and one of the things that i think is a great idea is creating faceplates i could put this there 3D was a printed helmet on my microphone you're gonna put what I should put this 3D printed helmet on my microphone as like a microphone. Yeah, cover. right. I mean, it's super cool. You got to turn it into your pop filter, right? That's a and genius so, idea. It is a, a super dope idea. All right, so so a company, um, a third party PlayStation Five faceplate manufacturer um, company was manufacturing face faceplates at forty dollars each, right? Which is fine. Maybe it's a little bit high. I don't know. I haven't seen the faceplate. That actually well, sounds guess, super guess, low to me. Yeah, when you have to have that much plastic because the PlayStation 5 is huge. Plus anyway, shipping. Anyway, so they were making um, they were making faceplates for this, right? 
And then Sony came in and said, you know what? You can't advertise that it's a, um, that it's a, I'm, I'm confused. Let me back up. <laughs> no one was watching. There's a mollusk no one and was a talking. sea cucumber. So the company was called Plate Station. Okay. Plate Station. Sony came in and said, no, your name is too close to ours. Um, you're infringing on our IP. You have to change it. Okay. And then they came back and said, not only are you infringing on our name, but the face plates are actually also considered our IP and you can't sell them anymore. Okay. And I would be um, really not at this point, nothing would surprise me, but I would not be surprised if in a couple weeks, Sony now sells um, face plates for their consoles because they see that there's a market for them. I mean, it just seems like that they would do right. They're not getting the money for themselves. Um, so they stopped the company that was making the money and now they're going to get it for themselves. And this really confuses me because I, I mean, I'm sure that like companies like spec and Incipio and um, all of these other cell phone companies who create cases for cell phones probably have licensing agreements and probably give a, a percentage to the companies that they're making the cell phone cases for, because I guess maybe you can say that they're, that they're taking their IP in, in the, in the sense that, you know, this is their shape. This is where camera things in our camera cameras are and have to cut the holes for that and stuff. But it just seems really dirty that Sony would do this. I, that, you know, let people, let people create, let people make, um, like I said at the top of the show, I'd love to be able to put a Destiny case on my Xboxes, um, either a physical plastic case, even a wrap. You know, I'd love to have interchangeable face, face plates for controllers um, so that the boys know which one is theirs, quote unquote. Um, and just to, again, just change it every now and then, you know, maybe not to the point where I change it every time I change games. But I'd like the ability, I'd like the opportunity to be able to do that and change out the colors. Um, yeah, so even to be able to pull them off and clean them up and then and then just to put them back on so that you can keep your your stuff working clean. It just makes sense to me. And it's and it seems really it seems really um, I, I don't like that Sony has shut them down. I think yeah. it's super cool that they were doing it and I hope they find a way to be able to continue to make their product and be able to put it out I, I think you know like i was looking so i have a power a um fusion controller um for xbox mm -hmm. it's a wired controller um and on the back you can like put wired or wireless this one is a wired controller like i'm at my pc so i play wired um so this one actually has an option that's pretty cool i don't know if you can see this so i'm going to show this up here but this faceplate, like you can change out these things but this one is just magnetized on there and it just comes off Word. And then you can just pop it back on and you can see the magnets that hold this plate on. It's actually a really cool design because if someone wanted to make a bunch of these and like change them up or like texture them or do something different with them, you could do that. And then it just pops on. Um, the only problem with these controllers, they use the stupid micro USB cable and these things suck so bad. Like this one, like anytime you breathe on it, it disconnects from the controller and that's super frustrating. Um, the thing that I think is happening with Sony with this backplate thing 
Um, I think lawyers get really trigger happy. I think lawyers of big companies get really trigger happy. I think they send out DMCAs for anything and everything that they can. I think when you have a small little company that's trying to do something like this, um, it's very easy to be cowed down by a company like Sony. Even if the lawyers have no idea what they're like actually doing, I mean, this is very possible. And I am sure that when people like when the people were actually developing the PlayStation and people at Sony that are excited about it, like, yeah, people are going to do this. They're going to make things for it because the more people that are making things like third party products for your system, like, you know, rising tides raises all ships or whatever, however that saying goes, um, they would be excited about that because people are excited enough about your console to create something like this. But I think lawyers get involved and they're just like, blanket, stop it, don't even mess with it, you're too close to Sony, whatever you're doing, shut it down. Because yeah. I don't think that there's any way that Sony could be like, let, let's say that they did patent like the design of their object. Um, I don't even know that they can. I don't know if they can patent just like a shape I don't know if that's something that you can do in a patent um, without saying like, hey, this is the function without giving something like that, right? So I actually I actually think you you can. I actually think you can patent most things. I don't think you can patent just like a shape. Like if you were well, to say I mean, like it's, if, it's a pretty unique shape in and of no, itself. Like right? if you were to say, hey, I'm gonna patent a sphere, like you couldn't do that. Um, that's not something that you could we'll, we'll do get, we'll and get back you, to you on that we, yeah. we gotta figure that out I mean if we can patent a sphere let's get on that and then anytime someone sells like a ball like you get a kickback on that <laughs> um, one of the things that I eventually I'm guessing will happen because this is the thing that we were talking about before not only like will people make the shape of the PlayStation 5 and change and you know the way it is now but there's opportunities to actually change the form factor so even if you knew exactly where those points were that the faceplate attaches to the PlayStation 5, you could make, you know, just a rectangle. You could turn the PlayStation 5 in just just into a square box based on whatever design you make as long as you have your, you know, anchor points matched up. You can make it whatever shape you wanted. You could turn it into a circle. You can turn it into a giant so, pyramid monolith. So I so I bet there are people out there who do that anyway and have the know-how and the abilities to do that to the different consoles that are out there. I guess the big thing is the making money off of it. That's that's the thing that lawyers get involved with. Because I'm sure, and, and I bet if we were to Google unique console designs, we would come up with, with tons of things. Yeah. I, mean, I, I say... I, I, I say that pretty loosely thinking that there's a huge market and I haven't looked into it at all myself, but, but I would hope there is maybe like, I would hope that there are people who are doing that. When I was, when I was researching building a PC for the first time and I looked up unique PC builds, I mean, you, I, the things that I found were amazing, right? Aquarium PCs, PCs that attached just to the wall with all the, peripherals attached you know that's something that i definitely want to do in my in my lifetime to be able just to have everything on the pc have my pc attached to the wall and have it light up like a christmas tree um so, so there's there's got to be those creative people out there that can that do exactly what you say okay these are the attachment points this is what this console needs i can create a box that that is a unique shape i can make it look like the state of Delaware, or I can make it look like you what know the Delaware Taj Mahal. Like? 
I don't know what Delaware looks like. That's the state that came to my mind. Um, you know, and so I think I think that's super cool. I, I think the big thing, like like we learn when we become an adult, is that everything's about money, right? And so, um, not to harp too much on them, but like, boo Sony, like, boo. But you know what? At the end of the day, I mean, it's your product. Like you have you have the big time lawyers. You might have the the rights to that intellectual property if you can call a shape intellectual property. Um, so can you I patent don't know. a shape? Can you? you pat- <laughs> you're looking it up right now. Well, yeah, I'm. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure you can't. The answer to your question is the, that yes, the number of shapes is limited, and no, a company cannot patent a simple shape. Okay, a simple shape, right? So, so the PlayStation is, I bet, is not considered a simple shape. Oh, it's flat with a tiny. Well, we could, we could, we'll get our lawyer friends. We'll call all of our lawyers, and we'll get a ruling on this, Mike. So, but then we'll. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know any lawyers, so we have a cousin I'm, lawyer, and, and I'm not going to lose sleep over it tonight. That that I can't figure this out. I just think, you know what, Sony, let them make their thing. Let let the boys play. Let, let the them boys play. play. All right, new Harry yeah, Potter RPG so. will have a morality system. I thought this was interesting because I think Mike, you were very excited about the new Harry <laughs> Potter system or the new Harry. <laughs> could Potter. you imagine? Could you imagine if Harry Potter had a morality system? That dude was like, I'm just going to be out of school. I'm going to be out of bed and I'm going to wander. I'm going to talk back to this teacher. I'm going to break all these rules. And you know what? I'm going to be like Harold and like be a hero because of it. But you know what? Forget these rules. Forget having to be in bed by curfew. I'm going to petrificate Totalis and Neville Longbottom. Or, you know, uh, just, just going into the girl's bathroom all the time for like a whole. Going to the girl's like bathroom. I guess, I guess attacking a wonder. teacher. Like who is um, like who's judging the morality in that universe, right? Because that would be the thing that nobody. you have to figure out. The answer is nobody. Maybe it's like the sorting <laughs> hat. The sorting hat gets to decide who's who's who has morals or not. So the upcoming Harry Potter Harry Potter Harry Potter RPG Harry Potter. will That's feature its thing. own morality system. It has been revealed. The game Hogwarts Legacy will be set during the late 1800s. You will play as a Hogwarts student, which will let you choose your very own Hogwarts house, unless of course the sorting hat takes that decision for you. So with most RPGs, there are morality systems in them. I'm struggling to think of when like there was a morality system that I actually like really enjoyed interacting with. I know Mass Effect fans will say that there was one there. I think um, there was a Star Wars game that had a morality system. Um, someone was going to yell at me for not knowing it off the top of my head, but. It was revealed that the game will feature a morality system. They'll be able to encounter missions and scenarios that will challenge their morality and determine what they stand for. Having a morality feature is no surprise, especially with a game like this. It's not given that the modern RPG games are shaped. It is not a given that modern RPG games are shaped by our choices. With that said, it is still nice to get an official confirmation that Hogwarts Legacy will feature a morality system to coincide with other factors that will shape your story. I actually don't like morality systems. I think they force you to either go in all the way on one side and you kind of feel like you have to continue to make that choice, even if you don't want to. I think there are some, there's a way to do it right that doesn't force a player to be like, all right, it's either black or it's white. There's no gray area in between or else your character's boring down the middle, right? 
Yeah. Like I remember playing Fable. Fable was like one of the very first games where it like blew my mind. Like, oh, the choices you make will change the way you look. You could like eventually you'd end up with a halo in that game if you made all the right choices. If you made all the wrong choices, you'd end up with um, horns and you'd end up with flies buzzing around you. But if you nice. just kind of went down the middle, then you just look like a normal Joe Schmo, and that's not very exciting at all. Um, right. So it'll be interesting, especially when you're talking about like school age kids, like having a morality system. I don't know if that's going to well, feel but then, weird. But then also, but then also, like, is it is it so much a morality system, or is it or is it you're picking you're picking the choices that our developers deem as good or bad? Well, I, and like right? I said, that's like so, one of the that's one of the downfalls of like, well, if the the de- developer says this is the bad choice, right? Or right. this is the good choice. Like I think. Well, and you, I guess you can kind of think of like Anthem. Anthem sort of had a morality system, only only in that you could shape maybe conversations by the choices that you made. Um, and the reason I bring that up is because at the end of the day, I'm like, do I even remember what I chose? Did it did it really impact the game at all? No, the answer is what no. I did. Even so, there's a there's a point in Destiny also where where there's a character that you have to choose if you're going to be. Um, it it might not even be on the on the good or bad per se, but it's it's you have to make a choice that either puts an NPC kind of against you or for you, right? So it's not so much a morality thing as it is this is going to shape your. Um, interactions with this npc i think they wanted us to think it was going to be in a big way but really it was just i mean you talked to that npc just a few times he makes some some off comments to you as you walk by and like that's about it there's a there's a quest chain that that is different in the missions but ends up in the same place because because really steve I think that's one of the hard parts too is that in a morality system in a game you really still can only end up in this at, at in the same place right right um your your steps to part. get there can be different but cuz developers they're not going to make 36 different games based on 36 different choices that you make like that's just um it's just not feasible to do and so it's just a weird way to get to the same place. And I think if you look at that end game experience, it does it does it really matter how you get there? Um, I, I think for, for some, some people it does. For some people it does. And those are the people that like the morality. And, you know, maybe I do this set of missions out of order. Maybe there's different dialogue when I do these missions. It does kind of offer um, an element of replayability. Also, if you go back and play the game, making the making the opposite choices, but but ultimately you get to the end in the same place. Yeah, I think there was a, 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 I'm not sure how well. I think there was a Bioware developer that said that even though that they had the Renegade and Paragon systems, like ninety percent of people went um, Paragon anyway. Because I don't know, yeah. I don't know how many people like to be the a hole in games. Um, I think one of the interesting things that developers could do with a Harry Potter game would be to tie that to your house 
instead of like instead yeah. of a good or bad student it's more like you know where do you really align based on your choices whether you're gryffindor hufflepuff ravenclaw or slytherin that would actually make more sense to me in a game like that but i'm not the developer i just thought it was interesting i know you have an, i know you have an older son that is super excited about this game so um he'll so have just to, as you were talking there i was thinking it'd be really cool for you to be able to play the game making all your choices and then have your house revealed at the end um depending on your choices hmm. instead of at the beginning because I think it would be a, a better indicator um, on on kind of where you align. You know, if, if and that's that's not to say, I mean, sometimes, what am I trying to say here? Don't know. You don't necessarily have to play your character as you would play yourself. Um, you definitely could take that option and then you could see what kind of how, what house you'd fall in. Um, but I bet there's a lot of people there. I know that you... You tend well. I guess. I guess you you do play characters that more mirror your personality most of the time, right? You were you were a warlock. You were a storm. Are you saying um, I'm a warlock in real life? Is that what you're insinuating? No, just useless. Um, I'm just oh, kidding. That makes, that makes more kidding. sense. I'm just kidding. Um, so you know, and it and it seems kind of interesting to me that that you do kind of stick to that that kind of. Um, Playstyle mantra. It's it's a playstyle, like a playstyle maybe, and maybe that's what it is more. Maybe that's what it is more versus a personality personality trait. That's because um, wizards are cooler than barbarians. That's why. Th- that is true. That is true. Um, no, it's not. It is true. I don't know. It's just it. Yeah, I don't. I guess what I'm saying ultimately at the end of the day is I don't know if I would care. Either way, if there's a morality system in place, I will be interested to see how my oldest does with this game and how he kind of views it and sees it, you know, just to just to see the newness of it for him. Yeah, I agree. That'll be interesting. Thanks, Ash. All right. So this was actually something that was really interesting for people that are excited about Elden Ring, the next game coming from from software creators of things like Armored Core or Dark Souls and demon souls all the souls game all the souls sekiro sekiro shadows die twice all it took was for a tweet from them to get more people back and excited about it they posted a little picture on a tweet someone was asking about it and they're like hey it's still being worked on we're excited about it um they appreciate the enthusiasm of all of their fans that they've shown for elden ring um their next dark fantasy action rpg we hope that they look forward to it so that was the tweet that they sent out so the internet lost their minds. They're super excited about this. Um, I kind of went down a rabbit hole <gasps> on oh, this tweet. Oh, no, that's never good. It, it wasn't um, because one of the first comments on this on this tweet was saying, hey, we would like an accessibility option to where other people can play this game. So video game accessibility has been a hot topic for the last couple of years. There's been a lot of talk on what that actually means. I think some people automatically assume that accessibility um, options mean to make the game easier for people. And I think we're starting to understand and learn more that that's not all of what accessibility means. There's a lot of different people with disabilities that would like to be able to play games in a way that they, you know, they're able to enjoy it, whether it's um, through vision, hearing, sight, um, limbs, any, any, anything like that that makes it so someone can 
have an easier time playing the game is kind of getting rolled up into that conversation. So when someone said that on this Twitter thread, like I, I must have been, like read, you know, through hundreds and hundreds of comments of people just saying, no, this game is supposed to be hard. That's the way you're supposed to enjoy it. If you can't, if you can't play the game the way it was made, get good. Don't play it. Go play other games. And they always say go play other kid games. And th- there's like the sentimentality. And I don't think this is every fan. So I'm definitely not saying like every fan of from software games are like this. But there d- tends to be like this elite mentality of I can beat this game and you can't. So go away. That was definitely one of the feelings I got from reading all of that, that there was not even like, no one even approached the conversation of like, hey, if other people that are unable to, whether because of physical disabilities or whatever, cannot enjoy this game, like how can we help them do that? So most people are just uninterested in even having that conversation. And I think it's because of this like ego thing of, well, I can beat the game, so everyone else should be able to beat the game. Or if I can beat this game and other people can't, that puts me on a different level as like a video game player. So it was really interesting to read through this. Well, and if and if and if I may, it it sounds more like it sounds more like a an an ignorant misunderstanding of what the question is of what the statement is actually saying, right? I I, th- I think there's part of that. I think no, it's because 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 it's it's not about it's not about um, go play a different game because this game is supposed to be hard. Um, if if people have disabilities, there needs to be a way for them to experience the game the same way that you that that another person would experience the game. No no if ands or buts. And and you are you're right. There's there's great things coming out. I believe it's the the picture that I have in my head is um, is Xbox's adaptive controller, yeah. right? That that is just. I mean, oh, I just that makes me really upset and angry because I teach a group of kiddos um, who would benefit from adaptive type technologies to help them experience video games. And the comments, um, the ones that you shared, if I'm understanding them correctly, just just scream ignorance and and a a irrational view of of what the of what the original tweeter was tweeting. And I and and that just makes me upset. I think there's kind of like a gatekeeping mentality in that comes into play also. Like, well, you can't do it, I can do it, so just get out of here. Like I like I really enjoyed Dark Souls three. That game is is very tough. It is very hard. Like I think that if you give it enough time, you could probably learn it and you could probably beat those games because it really is just gameplay through repetition. You have to do it over and over again. But also, I understand that if people have like certain muscle problems or you know a lack of fingers, it makes it very hard to do. But also, well, well like, you're right. But that doesn't. But that doesn't make it that doesn't make it a a hard thing. That doesn't make it a a change the the difficulty settings thing. That's that's on developers to create a different way to integrate um, to integrate the game experience. And and we have come so far in in creating 
um, even VR and and adaptive controllers and sensory input and so many ways that oh it's just frustrating, Steve. Yeah, I, and I don't and, know. I th- and my and my thought was like you know okay I've beaten the game. If they came out and said hey we're gonna make the we're gonna turn on an easy mode so other people can play it. Like, that wouldn't make me mad at all. That wouldn't, like, phase me, like, at all. If you were like, oh, hey, Steve, I went and played this, and I beat it. Like, I wouldn't be, oh, you just played it on easy mode. Like, you didn't really beat it. I mean, that seems like an old mentality that I remember from a really long time ago, you know. Like, when I when I beat Cuphead, because, you know, I beat Cuphead, and that game is hard. Like, I wouldn't care if they, you know, maybe they even have added an easy mode to that game where people can go through and complete it. Like, I don't care. Like, experience the game how you want to experience it. Like, I just don't understand the gatekeeping mentality of that. Like, yeah, they made a hard game. But, like, does it hurt you at all that other people are able to enjoy it in a different way? No. It's just, it's confusing to me. Um, Well, and and again, I don't want to, I don't want to beat this horse, but... But it's it's a it's a misunderstanding of of what it means to be accessible, right? Having it, I play most of my games on easy mode because I want to hear story and I want to to keep up with that stuff. Maybe I'll go back and play it on hard mode. Like like you know like what's the point if it's uh, so frustrating? It it's from what I'm understanding the way that you that you've laid this out. It's a misunderstanding in in accessibility versus ease of play, right? Yeah. And it's and it's wrong. And whoever wrote that tweet is, I, I, sh- I won't say it because I'm not that guy. But, right. But so Erg and Arga Blarga. Yeah, Moving so on. I'll cover these Move next on to the things next. really quick. So Todd Howard reveals that um, some new Starfield details and talking about Elder Scrolls Six. There's going to be day one Game Pass games. So that's going to be really exciting. And they talked about just, you know, they're rehauling the engine. It's going to be different from the other Bethesda games. I think this is something that a lot of people are really excited about. Um, a lot of people are pointing towards, you know, Bethesda is the new saviors of, Go- of not, I was going to say Godfall for some reason, the new saviors of Xbox. <laughs> so, I mean, these games are still a long ways out. So, I mean... Hopefully those games will be a lot of fun. We'll all have access to them if we play if we pay for Xbox Game Pass. So also, there this was a tweet from or a message from Sony. They said that PlayStation 5s will not be sold at retail stores on launch day. All sales are online only. Which I thought was interesting because I've been seeing tweets of people like having them in their stores. But I don't know if those are just for online sales for like, you know, if you're buying it through Best Buy, you go pick it up at Best Buy. But all of their mm-hmm. stuff is going to be um, through online sales only. And this also might be part of like a COVID um, precaution to say, hey, we're not trying to bring people in. We don't want people coming into the store just to get this thing. So they want everyone to do it online. So just that interesting thought. If you're looking to get a PlayStation 5, if you have not pre-ordered one, you might just have to check online again and see if you can get it that way. Yeah. So, all right. So that's the news. We'll take a audio clip to take us out here. That's great. I enjoy gaming, but in my free time, I also do photography. All right. So, speak- do photography. so speaking of photography, Mike, I want to do this stupid quiz for you. All right. So I think we're going to do this quiz this way. This quiz is a how much of a gamer are you actually quiz, right? I'm going to create two tabs for it. And okay. I will take it at the same time that you will take it, and we will see Ooh. 
how much of a gamer we both are, and we'll see who is the more gamer. Does that make sense? To you? I am for sure the gamer of all gamers. How much this game? This is going to be interesting because if it's because for some reason I like have have like sucked up a whole lot of of interesting facts on games, although may maybe not have played them all. Okay. But I think I've. So it's going to be interesting to see how I do. All right. So I'm probably going to beat you, which probably. which means, of course, you know, you need to go play a different game and get good because if you beat <laughs> me, I will quit the show tonight. I did it. All right. So you will be on the left and I will be on the right. So question number one, check all of the gaming achievements you've accomplished. All right, Mike. So Word. have you stayed up all night trying to beat a game? Define all night. All night. Through the night. Like to like eight in the morning? I will say to like let's qualify all night to like three in the morning. Three in the morning, yes. Okay. So we have both done that. Um let's see. Dressed as a video game character for Halloween. Have you dressed as a video game character for Halloween? Um, okay, this is this is gonna get weird. Um because I remember as a kid dressing up as the Ninja Turtle. And there are Ninja Turtle games. So does that count? That or do they want like you're you dressed up like Link or you mm. dressed up like Mario? Like I'm going to give you that because there is a whole series of Ninja Turtle games. So and right? it says dressed as a video game character. Have I dressed up as a video game character for Halloween? Well, yeah, because you were a Ninja Turtle. All right. Count it. All right. Consumed multiple energy drinks in a gaming session. This one is um, a negative for me. Well, yeah, because I don't drink energy drinks. Does yeah, I do sodas that. count as energy drinks? I, I don't think so. I think they would say they would have said soda if or caffeine okay. if that counted. So I'm not going to count this one because I, I do not I, like I energy not drinks. I'm not counting it for me either. All right. I don't drink energy. So this one's a weird question. This one says immediately looked up walkthroughs online. So I don't know, like, when would you immediately do that? Like, just so I like, haven't, I haven't immediately looked them up, but I have looked up. I remember looking. I remember looking them up for collecting collectibles in Destiny, trying to figure out where they're located. All the ghosts. I'm. Yeah, I'm going I'm to mark this for both of us. The class. I think the immediately part is like throwing me off. Like, what does that mean? Like. When a game is announced, like I'm immediately going online to look it up, or when? Yeah. Oh, if that's if that's what it means, then then no, we we at least go into it dark before, and then we go back. Yeah, but I would but I would say like if you immediately looked it up, then you're not much of a gamer because you like need help right away. So I think I'm going to check both of these because either way it'll be washed for both of us. Okay, so I'm going to check both of okay. them for both of us. Made a did, deal. Yeah, made a deal with a friend to help you get a multiplayer achievement. That's easy. I'm going to mark this one. Um, made a deal. With I, a I would say I would change that. Make a deal to like make a plan. Like, hey, I have to get so many headshots in this match. Will you stand here in this um, multiplayer lobby so I can shoot you? Oh yeah, I've never done that. No, we did this for Destiny during the multiplayer stuff. We did. Yeah. Yeah, to get so many okay. kills for an achievement. It was you who okay. I did it with. So, all right. So, this one is going to be interesting. Thrown your controller during a rage quit. Um, No, because, because I'm weird about stuff breaking. And I'm very aware 
Um, I've done the whole, I've done the whole kind of squeeze it, kind of flex it thing, but I've never thrown it. Never. Ooh, ooh. Let's let's take this back to let's take this back to Bomberman days. I'm gonna have to say, yeah. You threw controllers at. What would you have thrown a, tro- a controller for? Just because you just got upset, down. or because just throw them down? Yeah. Remember when? Remember when our you know our turn air quotes was over, and we had to give it to the next brother. We we've I'm sure we very rarely handed it to each other. I'm sure it was a lot of you know throwing it to the ground and stomping off, um, which which is what I would consider as a rage quit. Yeah, I I don't know if I've ever thrown a controller because I did it to me. Yeah, you threw one at me, but whatever. All right, I'll just mark it so because your memory's yeah. best. Okay, blown into a cart cartridge to make it work. That seems very obvious. I'll go ahead and check those. <laughs> Although it's funny because it says on the back to specifically not do that. Yep. All I that mean, that's, gets that's, that's the biggest, that's a bigger lie than I have read the terms and conditions. Yeah. All right. This one owned an Atari. I have never owned an Atari. You say that, but we have. No, we did have one. I remember we that did, stupid thing. We did have an Atari. How, how come I didn't we play did it have. that often? Like when was it? Why was it never hooked up? I... I, I want to say that it may not have worked, um, and that's why we ended up getting it. Huh? Because because I think it was one of those hand me down things that that our oldest brother was probably like, no, I can I can get this thing to work. Um, Interesting, because I have vague memories of it now. Do you remember the uh, the controller um, came out of the TV? Yeah. Like it was a weird, it was a weird Atari system. All right. So owned an original NES. I'm going to mark that for us. Owned yep. an original Game Boy. Owned a Sega Genesis. We did not own a Sega Genesis. I don't know if did you did at some Sega. point. We did not nope. own a Dreamcast. All right. Named a nope. pet after a video game character. Named a nope. pet after a video game character. I had a bunch of fish at one time. Did I My name? Cousin. Did I name? No, I did not. All right. Owned a Dreamcast. No, already did that one. Okay. Ended, this is weird, ended a multiplayer game with a grenade kill? Nope. That's like, That's oddly specific. That's a weird question to be like, oh, you have to be a gamer to have done this. That's weird. Mm -hmm. How about this one? Found the hidden flute in Mario 3. I'll mark that as a yes. No for Mike. You did not? Huh, weird. I, I don't remember playing Mario 3 to completion. Weird. I mean, there was hidden yeah. flutes in those things from the very beginning. Um, let me move well, this real It's fine. I just didn't do it. No, that's fine if you don't remember. All right. What uh, about played Wii Sports at a family gathering? I'm going to mark that one for both of us. Yep. Spent more than an hour designing your avatar. I don't think I've ever um, spent more than an hour on a character. Would this be all totaled? Um, no, I would say for one game. For one game, oh yeah, of course not. No, yeah. no, 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 no. What about helped a character jump by moving your body? I'll mark that as a yes. Helped a character jump by moving your body. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, I understand the question. <laughs> yeah. All right, this one canceled <laughs> plans with your significant other to play games. So I would say I didn't cancel them, but but we did like plan them together. And like we blocked out that time, knowing this would be 
Um, in this case, this was this was raid night, and so this is what we're doing, kind of thing. In case my wife ever listens to this, I'm going to say I definitely have never done this, so I'm not going to mark it. <laughs> All right, had to stop playing a survival horror game at night because it got too real. Uh, um, no, because I don't gonna, play that genre. I'm going to mark this. Well, it's not a survival. Half Life Alex is not a survival horror game, so I'm not going to mark this. So I'm just going to leave that one blank. I don't play that genre. Also gotten overwhelmed by all the games you haven't played yet um i'm not gonna that's a weird question like have you gotten overwhelmed by all the games you haven't played yet because really there's like no i would, of games well yeah and i'd have to qualify that with own the games yeah right because because you because there's i mean i mean there's tons of games that we haven't played yet and we're like none the wiser but maybe so uh, I bet I bet right around holiday season you could probably get this way with all the stuff. Like when you're saying I got to do this, this is in my backlog, this is in my backlog. I would say you've gotten whelmed, maybe not overwhelmed. Yeah, I'm not going to put that. Okay, had an embarrassing outburst in a public place. Elevator, office, subway. Why do they always put like that's the only restaurant they put in here? Like why don't they put like elevator, office or like McDonald's or something? It's weird that they put subway because of a mobile game. Uh, Steve, yeah. I'm pretty sure they mean the subway. No, nah, I don't think so. Because I don't not, have, su- we not, don't have subways here. subway sandwiches. Well, we don't have subways where we live, so I don't, but we have subway sandwiches. So I had an embarrassing sure outburst in a public subway. place because of a mobile game. I have not <laughs> done that. I've not like embarrassed myself with a public outburst because of a mobile game. So I, yeah, yeah, I I'm not a gamer, Mike. I'm a, learning that I'm not a gamer here. Refuse yeah, to look up a walkthrough online act in public okay this is weird because first we had immediately look up a walkthrough and then refuse to look up a walkthrough so what is it buzzfeed like are you a gamer if you look at it or a gamer if you don't um i don't know if i like because if to like refuse to look it up that's like oh i'm not gonna do that like because if you get stuck and you like refuse to look something up like again this is like weirdly worded but i guess they get probably get paid for you know it's not like BuzzFeed articles like are the most extensive things ever. I'm not going to mark this because I would never like refuse to do something. If I wanted, if I got stuck and wanted to look something up, I would just go look it up. Yeah, but I mean, there are people who, again, it's a pride thing and there's there's nothing wrong with that. It's fine. I, it's like the whole. I probably haven't refused to go look it up. I probably have looked it up if I needed to. Um, okay, well, we'll leave these blank. So got calluses from a joystick. I'm going to put yes on this one. I uh, got calluses. Have ever gotten calluses from a joystick? I can tell you the exact game. This was me playing Mario Party with some friends. There is the very <laughs> first Mario Party on the 64. You had to rotate the stick in a circle as fast as you can to like win that game. So you would just put your palm on it and rotate it super fast. And I've got a cal- I got a blister on the center of my palm from doing that. Did it turn into a callus, though? Um, No, I guess there's not one there now. But when I showed Dad, I was like, Dad, look, I got a blister. He's like, you got that from playing a game? And then I think he backhanded me because I wasn't, like, shoveling dirt or something and didn't get a blister from that. I'm pretty sure that's a memory that, I have of him. Yeah, that's mean. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't think I have. All right. This one made it through Ori in the Blind Forest without crying. I will check that one. I unfortunately have not yet made it through Ori in the Blind Forest. 
All right. Had a serious crush on a video game character. So this says a serious crush. So that means you were like in love with pixels. I'm going to say no on this one. Uh, negatory. <laughs> All right. Memorize the Konami code. So this is one, Mike, that Does I think anybody is anybody not know this? Aren't, you, aren't, Hold aren't on. people just born knowing this? Um, I think so. But I always get it mixed up because I think it's one of those things that's been shared so often. Um, that it's like gets confusing. So off the top of your head, Mike. Okay. What is the Konami code? Um, it's up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B, start. Nope, that is incorrect. It's not though. It is up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start. No. It's not um, up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B, select, start? No. And that was one of the things that like... I don't know why, like, that was put into your mind, like, that code. So, huh. yeah. Wasn't that, wasn't that, I thought that was Infinite Lives in Contra 2 player. Yeah, that is, but it's up, up, down, down. So, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to say, I'm going to say we have the Konami code memorized because we know what the Konami code is, right? And that's like, yeah. hey, you know what the Konami code is. That's like more of the, instead of like having it memorized. Or whatever. All right. Own more than one of the same generation console. Um, yes. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to check that one. Yep. Subscribe to a gaming magazine. I will check that one. Um, I am not. I had Nintendo Power for the longest time. Love that magazine. All right. Main, did you really? Yeah. I, I like had so How many Nintendo Powers. How did I get it? Yeah. They How old were you? you were you an so, adult? No, I was in high school. So this was huh. because I forget when Nintendo Power stopped, but I subscribed to Nintendo Power and I had that for a really long time. It was like the That's coolest fun. magazine, man. Like I really enjoyed Nintendo Power. I was sad when it stopped. All right, do main, you still have them? No, I got rid of them. Like I, you know, maybe I didn't get rid of them, but maybe like mom or dad like cleaned out. Um, but they my were old gotten stuff rid of. when I was gone, and they were they were gotten rid of because I it would be cool to have some of those still because that would be a cool yeah, thing to yeah. have. All right, mained a character in a fighting game. I did main Captain Falcon in Super Smash Brothers. Falcon Punch. Did you main a character in a fighting game? Um, yeah, probably. I think Street Fighter. I was always, um, oh shoot, Mike, um, Guile. Yep. Moon. I think I was. I think I was always him. All right, so we'll mark that for both of us. Had a very serious fight with a friend over a game. I will mark that. Um, <laughs> Devin and I almost came to blows many times over Tetris. Did, have you ever had a serious fight with someone over a game? Um, does the uh, does the Overwatch drama of 2016 count? Yep, I will count that because that was definitely a fight. <laughs> um, made it through Monument Valley without crying. I, have a, I actually haven't played Monument Valley, so I cannot mark that. Oh, I thought they meant just the drive-through. Without crying? Did you go through Monument Valley without crying? I actually didn't cry the last time we drove through Mon Monument Valley, but... Man, it's the, I think the first you time you went, you did. Like that, is, that place is like speaks to you on a whole different level. All right. Um, no, probably did not cry through Monument Valley. 100%ed an action-adventure game. This would be like playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey and getting every single feather, playing Batman Arkham Asylum and getting all the Riddler trophies. I'm trying to think of an action RPG game that I played and got 
everything in. I don't think there is one that I did 100% because I hate fetch quests. I hate collecting stuff like that, <laughs> so I refuse to do them. I think it's boring and tedious. Um, um, the only game that I've 100%ed was Disney Infinity 1.0. Um, that's kind of an action-adventure game. I would think. I will mark it for you. I got to look at my on my achievement list and see what else I have on there. All right. Made the Kremlin blast off in Tetris. I don't know what that is, Mike. The Kremlin? So it's a building. Well, I know the building. But so I've done it. Actually, I should say the... Oh, uh, no, I've done it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Um... You probably didn't. You probably cheated at it. So made the criminal blast I off in Tetris. Did it. Yeah. Called off to work. Called off work to play a game on release date. Mark that. I actually did not. It just happened when when Anthem when Anthem came out. I just happened to have the day off. This is a long quiz. All right. Use the hot coffee really code in GTA in GTA Four. I have not. I'm not a GTA oh. fan, so I never played it. Played in played a RPG unreleased in the US. I have done that. I have not. Hundred percented an RPG. I have done that. Hundred percent in Final Fantasy VI. Maybe I don't play games. Um waited in line for a game to be released. I did that for Halo 4. I think that's probably the last game I did that for. Nice. Did you have you ever waited I in did, line I for have, one? No, I have not. Unless you count a digital line. Nope. Um, pass yeah. through fire and flames on expert and guitar hero. I have definitely not done that on expert. I have not watched an esports tournament. I have done that. Nope. You've never watched an esports tournament, huh? Bought a video game soundtrack. I have done that. I um, did when I bought the game. Fair enough. <laughs> Broke one million on every level of Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two. I have definitely not done it on every level. <laughs> I haven't done it at all. <laughs> Man, these are like oddly specific. This like assumes you've played every single game. Made it through Gone Home Without Crying. Have not played Gone Home. Mike, I'm assuming you no. have not. Ten no, I have. You... I... I'm just kidding. Yeah. Tensed up when you heard the boss battle theme song from Final Fantasy VII. I guess I've never tensed up from hearing that. Okay. Knew your KD ratio offhand. I actually do. I'll mark that for you. Mine's easy. Um, it's always zero. <laughs> it's point one zero. <laughs> Joined a guild in an MMORPG. I have done that. I'm assuming you have not. I have not. Modded a console. I have modded a console. I did a uh, bashing case on a play on a Xbox 360 when that game came out. Came out. Very cool. Came out. Came out. Rebuilt the moon in Katamari Damacy. Another game I have not played. Um, nope. lied about your KD ratio. I have definitely lied about my KD ratio. I did a couple seconds ago. I said it was 0.5. It really is never been above 0.5. <laughs> See, look at this. Beat every game in the Souls series. Like, yeah, okay. Um, attended. Yeah, this a is a really long quiz and. We're almost done. Eh. Okay. <laughs> attended a gaming conference. We'll mark that for both of us. Reached the top of an arcade cabinet leaderboard. Nope. Um, I think this is probably doable by everyone. When the leaderboards have been reset, you just kind of go in and you get the type score because you're the first one to play on it. Yeah, I mean, but... 
All right. Attended yeah, an esports tournament. I have not done that. Replayed a game after you beat it just to get achievements. We have done that. Beat more than three Titans in Titan Souls. I don't even know what Titan Souls is. Ended a multiplayer game with a no scope kill. Nope. Again, oddly specific. Fought a whole match in a fighting game without taking damage. Uh, yeah, I think we've all been able to get a perfect at one point or another. <laughs> have you ever gotten a perfect? I'm assuming you have. No. No. Wow. Hosted a land party. Um, I've never hosted yeah. a land party. Yeah, you did. You were at my house hosting one. I guess that's true. This was just recently. Claimed yep. to understand the end of Bioshock Infinite. Nope. Possess a lifetime positive KD ratio. I don't know how anyone could even track this. Like you would have I to bet track. There are people who do. No, you would have to track every single game that you have ever played because it says possess I bet a it, lifetime I bet it means positive. game specific. No, like. It like oh okay so I am so if I like jump on go shoot one person and I never play that game again and I have a 1.0 KD like then I have a lifetime positive KD ratio for that game you do mm, maybe it means in real life have you ever killed someone in real life no I have not played in an esports tournament um nope. I have played in tournaments online and it was an esport game so I'm gonna count that. This one is next. Have you caught them all, Mike? Have I caught the ball? Have you caught them I all? Got to catch I them all. I have not caught them all. I have caught the original Pokemon in Pokemon Blue, so I'm going to mark that. Named a child after a video game character. Um, No, we know people who have. I'm going to mark that one as a yes. And I don't know what this means. Reached a kill screen reached a kill screen. if you were if you is. were a smart person like what would you think that that means reached a kill screen kill screen i have no idea all right so, so time to show us the results okay so michael how much of a gamer are you actually you are 21 out of 65 on the list you're a mid-level mid-level gamer you get pwned more than you pwn keep grinding 50 percent Hmm. All right, I got 37 out of 65. I'm level three hard. All right, you can game pretty good. You've amassed some pretty wicked kill streaks in your day. Don't hit pause now. Look at us, Mike. We took this. Wow, that's quiz. super cool. We appreciate everybody hanging through us, hanging with us through that. Um, Whatever. Everyone is now like thinking, like, I wonder what level gamer I am. Do I have a I'm positive sure, kill death I'm ratio? Sure, that's exactly what they're thinking. <laughs> I mean, really, it's just like, yeah, it's really a slow news day over here, waiting for the PlayStation Five and the Xbox to drop next week. So, yep, hopefully. and it's gonna be exciting when it does. I'm gonna, I should, I should stream my unboxing, huh? I People really would think love you should. Love to see me do that. You should record it you anyway. What? You should have your kids unbox it, and you record your kids unboxing it. I don't know if they'll even like no slash care. They're just opening a box. I mean, that's what you're going to do. Yeah, maybe. I mean, how hard can it be? You're just opening a box. Well, they'd find a way to break it. they find I, a way to break the box? Yeah. What's in a box? All right, Mike. Do you want to talk about The Mandalorian? We should talk about The Mandalorian, but we are going to give everybody fair warning right here and now that we are going to talk about Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 1. 
which really is episode chapter nine when you watch it. So we're going to give everybody a chance to um, get off if you're going to get off because you haven't heard, watched it yet in spoilers. We appreciate you hanging out. We will catch you next week. Definitely come back and listen to this part of the show after you have watched. And we are going to start talking about it in five, four, three, two, one. Oh my gosh, Steve, how cool was Mandalorian Chapter 9? So let's talk about Mandalorian Chapter 9, um, titled The Marshal. So Mike. The Marshal. Um, I had a thought the other day, and I'm like, man, you know what Halo needs? Halo needs to just be the Mandalorian, but in the Halo universe, <laughs> right? Um, because, like, Halo has gone and, like, gotten sucked up in this whole, like, hey, let's keep doing the Covenant War. Let's keep, like, trying to blow up the galaxy. And I'm like, you know, that's kind of like Star Wars. Star Wars always has this, hey, we're going to end the universe threat because we're the Empire. We're going to take over, blah, 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 blah. But then, like, the Mandalorian comes around, and he's like, I don't know. I'm just going to go beat up this guy on this one in this one little town. And, like, that's the story. And the story is like, oh, like, that's the story we just all wanted. We don't need this big, high, overarching, like, cosmic threat that's always, like, you know, planets are going to get Getting blown ready up. to destroy the world. And we need one person with a light sword to come save it. Like, Mando's just right. like... All right, I showed up. Something needs fixing, and I'm gonna fix it. Right? I mean, that's it's that's what the show like, is. Like, God bless John Favreau and and the horse he rode in on, right? Because because that dude has just created like the best, the best story, the most concise, the simplest. It's it's the story. It's the story we need, but not the one we deserve right now. Right, so it's just, it's just, it's just so good. So I want to get it's your, so good. I want to get your thoughts as we talk about this, Marshall. So we enter the fighting ring. Um, Mando's got to get some information on where some other Mandalorians are because he assumes that other Mandalorians will be able to lead him to the Jedi because there was a huge Jedi Mandalorian conflict um, in the past and he doesn't know anything about it. Somehow he does not know who the Jedi are. I guess, you know, when you think of, as the universe as a whole, like people know of the Jedi, but it's not something that's probably talked about a lot, especially because all the Jedi were killed off. So this is like five years after Return of the Jedi, and there's not that many Jedi out there. Luke is probably out there right. um, training new Jedi. He's probably finding new people to train, but it's not something that's widely known, especially if you're a Mandalorian that's been in hiding for a while. So he's gonna go talk to um, Luigi Mario. Well, and he's he's looking for he's looking for a place. Um, he's looking for the the race of of people. Who, what am I trying to say? He's looking for he's, Yoda's. He's been race. quested, right? He's been quested to find the race that the child belongs to, and so he's seeking out Mandalorians in order to you know help Baby Yoda, right? Even though I hate calling him Baby Yoda. Because he's not Baby Yoda. No, you just call him the child. Yeah, exactly. But uh, most people refer to him as Baby Yoda. I believe his Funko Pop is Baby Yoda. No, his Funko Pop is the child. So you that's at least accurate Funko Pop. But anyway, so so even before that, though, Steve, um, there's tons of artwork and graffiti that is supposed to be callbacks to to tons of different things, right? Um, um, so in the graffiti on the wall, there is there are slights to the Empire 
for blowing up the Death Star. There are, or not blowing up the Death Star, but for Alderaan, there's calling them murderers. There's pictures of Grievous. There's pictures of um, a couple protocol dro- protocol droids that we might know of, right? So, so that's thrown in at the very beginning as graffiti is, as as um, the Mandalorian is walking to meet to meet this guy who is supposed to have some information for him, and so he gets to the fighting pits. Bum bum bum. And then he gets betrayed there by Mario. Oh, by Luigi he Mario. still gets betrayed. But eventually, you know, he gets his own by hanging up this guy at the end. So, and then back to Tatooine. Like, how many times do you think we've, like, tapped Tatooine, like, way too much? Like, is this something, like, there's a lot of planets out there? Or is it just so synonymous with Star Wars that it's like, no, we're going back to Tatooine again? Because it's also really easy to shoot. This might be one of the shortfalls because it's, all right, now connect it to something that we know of in the past, right? Which... You know, has everybody geek out? Oh, they're back on Tatooine, but like we totally could have a new place. But anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. It's right. on Tatooine. But also, like we get some callbacks. Um, the R five unit that blows up when Luke and Uncle Owen are going to buy an R uh, a droid. That red R five unit was there. You could see the blast marks that even like however many years it's been, like no one has cleaned up that droid. Like just like you know. Rub that soot off or something. Like, give it a bath. Right. I don't know. Like, just leave it there. Like, people on Tatooine just don't care about any of their stuff, right? They don't care to clean it. They don't care to... It's like, whatever. It's like, you're dirty. So that thing was there. And then the Mando's like, all right. He's got to find out where there's a Mando on Tatooine because he's been told that there is one. He goes to Mos Pelago and he finds out that there is a Mandalorian there. There, well... There's Mandalorian armor there. And I thought of like Mos Pelago is like through New Mexico, man. There's like two buildings and that's like, that's an outpost. Like there's nothing there. Like why on earth are you out here? And it makes you wonder like what the commerce on Tatooine is. Is it like just to get away or like, what are you doing on this planet? Just like in the middle of nowhere with just desert. Right. And so, and so Mos Pelago was a mining settlement, right? So at some point something was being mined. Um, and and I like your analogy to compare it to where we grew up because because the history of where we grew up is it was an outpost for uranium mining that took place in the neighboring area and and when the uranium mine closed up so did our hometown so it's it's very um, it's very reminiscent of of exactly how how our city was formed and how where we grew up kind of its whole history. So, so it's, it's, we can very much relate to that, right? Except and so, for, except for the raids by the sand people and the giant. Except for the dragon. raids by the sand people and the, and the just utter, utter awesomeness of, you know, the spaghetti Western as you come in and you get the side eye glances and you walk up to the bar and you ask for, you ask for, are there any Mandalorians here? And then, and then what happens, Steve, the marshal walks in and he is what? Um, is he what? Uh, but first, I want to like mention how cool the like the just rolling up okay. on the speeders are, because you like is, have have speeders ever been more cool than they have been in the Mandalorian? <laughs> because you know we have the speeder chase on the battle of the, on the moon of Endor. We have that in Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi, and that was like well, always like one of the iconic scenes for me, just because I always enjoyed motorcycles. But it's like man, they make speeders so much cooler in this series, and it's because. They're like, you know, just slow rolling them through town. 
before yep. we would see Anakin like take off on him super fast. Rusted in the chat says, fortunately, there's no trees on Tatooine. And that's like the best yeah. place for, you know, stormtroopers. Like, hey, let's go to Tatooine to try out these, uh, these speeders so we don't run into trees. But like, yeah, just like slow him down. People are like, yep, those are pretty awesome. And he's just like rolling through like on a Harley or he's on a horse. And like you said, he's getting side-eyed. So the Vanth, the marshal comes in and you're like, oh, that's Boba Fett. But it's like Boba Fett if like Boba Fett was like going through like a weird like teenage phase where he's like doesn't want to wear um, the full uniform. He like got rid of his cape. Um, and at first I was like, is that that's that's his armor. It's like super damaged and chipped up, but that's his armor. And then he's like, yo, you're a Mando. And he's like, yeah, I'm a Mando and just takes his helmet off. So you're like, oh, OK, he's definitely not the Mandalorian. Um, like like but, but first. But first, what was your reaction to that? When he, when when it cuts to just his to just from torso down and then you see the helmet go on the table, um, I didn't think that it would have been Boba Fett at that time because Boba Fett, like, I guess I don't know as much as I should about Boba Fett lore because you know he's one of those characters that has like this super big cult following that like people that know about Boba Fett know about Boba Fett. And I was never like a Bubba Fett fan. I thought he was like, all right, a hang on, okay, because because you're you're saying Bubba or Boba? Which one is it? Um, what I say, it's Bubba Fett. <laughs> it's Bubba, like Bubba Gump Shrimp. No, I don't think it's Bubba Gump Shrimp Fett. It's I'll, I'll, I I will say it is Boba Fett. Just, I will enunciate <laughs> the Boba more, um, okay. <laughs> because I always thought the guy was like he went out like a punk anyway, right? Like he didn't do much. <laughs> Like he got hit in the back and his and his jetpack like sent him off into the Sarlacc pit. I mean, and that was it. It's like, oh, yeah, exactly. So, so for those who don't know, we are referencing a, I believe it was an Adult Swim. Yeah, it's that, a robot that really chicken. is pretty funny. Um, so you can you can Google it. It's the Adult Swim um, Boba Fett's demise or the ending of Boba Fett and it's just, it's hilarious. But anyway, so anyway, so, so the marshal walks in, yeah, takes his helmet off. I didn't and think it the big was reveal is The big reveal is a, this dude's really not a Mandalorian because Mandalorians aren't supposed to take their helmets off and B somehow he has Boba Fett's armor. Right. And then our guy, the Mandalorian goes into, I must have this armor mode and is like, he needs this armor. Right. Right. So there's this standoff. He's getting ready to shoot guns and getting ready to blow people up because he wants this armor. Because as part of the guild, you you know, Mandalorians must reclaim this armor. So like speaking of like the Mandalorian armor and you're like, oh, yeah, this is super sought after armor, super special, blah, blah, blah. Like when you're looking at Vanth, like it's almost like he has the same amount of armor as someone riding motocross would have. (laughs) right it's like a chest plate a helmet like it's not covering your stomach there's like a a lot of open air area where you can just get shot like han solo would just like shoot you in the gut if you were a mandalorian so i thought that was kind of weird maybe i'm just not up on my mandalorian armor and anything that they have underneath there but um like like the vance stuff look cool like the design for vance like the cables coming off of the armor into the glove like it was a really interesting look i think like the stuff they're doing on the Mandalorian, like it just looks so much more interesting than anything like that has been done before in the Star Wars universe. And I don't know what it is. I don't know like if it's just the way that they're like designing these things. Like 
it just seems more it seems more Star Wars than recent Star Wars that we've had, right? When you right. look at Finn, you look at Poe, and you look at um, Daisy Rip, Daisy Ridley, um, Ray. That's her name, Ray Skywalker. Like this is like the there most Star Wars thing that we've had in a really long time, and I'm really enjoying it. Just because, like, and, and maybe it is just because it's getting back to that more Western vibe of the original series, and maybe not even the original series, but just of A New Hope. Because that was very Western also. And it's just getting back to that feel mm-hmm. of like, this is the tiny story we're telling. There's some, you know, a problem that needs to be solved and he's going to go solve it. So I, I really like that part. I liked Vanth as a character. Um, I, w- I was kind of, I, I don't know why exactly like Mando needs that armor so bad unless it's just like, a, hey, this is part of my religion and we have to have that. If that's it, then mm-hmm. I get that. But, um, I mean, he was pretty dead set about just, like, shooting that place up right away just to get that armor. Yeah, he was. I will have this armor, he say. That's what he said. That is what he said. And he got it. It's true. There's that. <laughs> I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for you to go. Are you going to go? You want me to go? I'll go. Who does it? Who talks first? I talk first. You talk first. Okay. So there's this battle, right? And then, and then the marshal says to the Mando... Says to the Mandalorian, I'll give you back. I, I don't know why I'm talking like that. He says, okay, you can have this armor back, but first you got to help me attack this crate or kill this crate dragon. And just prior to that, a crate dragon sashayed, sauntered, burrowed, Bro, tunneled through burrow. town and and ate a, uh, oh shoot, um, a uh, bantha, right? Bantha? Yes. Right. So he chews up a bantha. The Mandalorian sees it. He's like, oh, you guys got to get that fixed. And he's like, and the marshal says, well, you got to help me do this because these people, they're, they're one sand person raid away from losing all hope and all this. You know, so the Mandalorian, because he's a good guy, he says, yeah, sure, I'll take this child um, into a dangerous situation, even though I've been entrusted to its care. It and um, now that you think about it, that might not have been the best choice. But he decides that he's going to help because he's a good guy and he's going to help. And so, and so they take their bikes and they track this uh, this crate dragon to where it lives. And Steven totally geeked out about the Marshall's bike because well, because Steven's- I I totally yeah, think it. that it is like it's the very similar to the engine that Anakin uses when he goes pod racing. It has the same um, profile as a lot of the same fins on it. There's some added stuff to it, but you'd have to think, you know, if you go from um, Phantom Menace to five years after Return of the Jedi, there's a lot of times where you can, you know, have to make repairs or update that thing. And again, this is like something that, like, we we complain a lot about, like, them pulling too much from things that we already know from the trilogy. Like, we had the Blue Milk last season, and we had the two aliens. No, I'm thinking of Solo. That's why I was thinking of that. I was thinking of, like, yeah. all the things that they did in Solo. Um, But, yeah, so, like, having bringing the speeder back, if, if it is the speeder or if it's not the speeder, like, the bike still looks super cool. And it's like, mm-hmm. all right, maybe Tatooine is just so, like, so backwater that they have to reuse every single thing that they can that this like pod racer engine was retrofitted into some sort of transportation for this person has been passed down like that's the kind of like backstory 
that I really enjoy because it's not backstory that needs an explanation, but it's a backstory that allows for people just to like start speculating and making up their own stuff. Plus it just looks Mm -hmm. freaking cool. Like that's like the kind of design in Star Wars that I really like. Stuff that's cobbled together. And this and this is probably why I like Mad Max Fury Road so much, because that's a very similar vibe to something like this. Look at all these old cars. We need to keep them running, mash them together, put some spikes on it, put these old tank tires on this car because these two things work together. And you're just kind of like mixing and matching parts as you need. And I think that's just part of like the Star Wars that I enjoy because you look at the Millennium Falcon and that's like, those are ugly ships. There's nothing about the Millennium Falcon that's like, hey, I'm sleek and I'm fast and I'm awesome. They're just like ships that are like, hey, this is a functional spaceship and the Vanth has a functional pod racer engine that may or may not have been owned by Darth Vader at one time. So I think that's pretty dope. Nice. Keep going. You're good. No, I was going to let you keep going. So other than that, okay. like we have, you know, them attacking the crate Dragon. Crate Dragon has a, like a callback to Knights of the Old Republic. Um, in that game, when you defeated a crate Dragon, you could get a pearl out of it, and it was super valuable, and it was part of some quest steps to like make a lightsaber. So that's what they were all looking for. They found that pearl at the end. And it's one of those things that it's like, you don't have to make references like that, because I don't know how many people watching Mandalorian are going to get that. But someone is. And for them to take the time to even know or to care enough to be like, hey, guys, you know, what would be cool if there was a pearl inside of this crate dragon because it references this thing that has happened in the past. Um, But yeah, so they fight the crate dragon. The only question I had about that crate dragon fight is they had those ballistas set up to grab that thing. Like, what did they think those ballistas were going to do? Like, did they ground those ropes like 150 feet into the earth? Or what was going I, on there? I what was the thought I don't that? think they did, but maybe they thought they were going to. Because otherwise, like, oh, I guess it's just going to go underground and those ropes will be taken. So, I, <laughs> and and Rusted in the chat says maybe that's all that they had at the time, which which is very possible. I mean, it's either that or I guess they just had to hold it for a little while. Um, but yeah, it's like that thing's going underground. Did you get trimmer vibes, Mike? Were you like, man, this would be like the ultimate trimmer? <laughs> Um, movie that they could come out with now to have like a crate something crate dragon size. What'd you call them? Trimmers. Trimmers, huh? Like like hedge trimmers. I'm sorry, tremors. Oh, tremors. Sorry, I apologize. I do apologize. Um, no, I didn't really get it. I didn't. I wasn't. I'm not super. Wasn't super into that movie. It wasn't like. It wasn't like super. Um like that for me but it was cool to see him kind of burrowing through there and like getting ready to bite stuff i i i definitely don't like how how people run away from things in a straight line yeah um, that's very much just um like, game of thrones all over again yeah just like serpentine like a little zigzag, guys. Get a zig get a zag in there <laughs> like move to the left slightly have you ever learned yeah. how to run away from an alligator like i thought that was one thing that we learned like Back in the day, everyone knows how to run away from an alligator. Yeah, just yeah. At least, at least we thought everyone knew how to do that. Yeah. So right. Clo- yeah. So in closing, um, we see a sil- we see a silhouette of a person watching um, Mando speed away, going back to his um, going back to his ship, and then we yep. see Boba Fett question mark turn around and face us. 
So this is the part where I kind of did a, like a deep dive on who this guy is. So IMDb lists um, Tamura Morrison as the bounty hunter. And he has voiced clones and Bubba Fett in other things before. And we know that all the clones were based off of Jango Fett. And Jango Fett was given one of his clones that was unaltered so that he can raise as a son who later becomes Bubba Fett. So I think this is probably the Fett or this is either a clone um, from the Clone Wars that has come back. Um, but my guess is that it's probably Bubba Fett. And if so, like, um, do you do you want him back in here, Mike? Or is this still pulling too much from the original trilogy? I think it's pulling a little much from the original trilogy because what we're left what we're left with in in what we assumed was Boba Fett's final scene was being um, digested for a thousand years, and and like you thought it was dead and done, right? But but this character and and there are lots and lots of people on the internet who believe that this is indeed Boba Fett. Not only that, but there is also some people who think that he was also. Um, one of the sand people in disguise as the Mandalorian was talking to was, was kind of camped with a, with a few sand people. Um, so there's, there's that, that whole the, theory. What's the theory there? Do they just see like so the theory, similarities? So in or? the scene, yeah. So in the scene where, um, where he's sitting there, the Mandalorian, he has a name and I forget the Mandalorian's name. I just, I always forget it. Keep, we just call him Mando. Yeah. So he's there and he's talking and he's just having like a campfire meeting with some sand people. Um, but there's one sand person who's kind of off, kind of removed a little bit. And there's a theory thinking that that's him kind of sizing up the Mandalorian, trying to get some, just trying to fill him out or whatever. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. Again, that's pulling way too much on the, you're just trying to connect things to to um, what we know, where it's been, um, kind of let it die kind of thing. If it does turn out to be Boba Fett, it's going to be interesting to see where the story goes and and how that's all going to play out. I, I hope that it's not because of because of what we've said in the past that we would that we would just rather it not be callbacks to the to um, the past. Let's go ahead and change it up a little bit. Um, Rusted in the chat says, what if the crate dragon killed that Sarlacc pit, which let him get out? I think that's a possibility, but I think that's like two, that would be like two two on the nose. Yeah, two on the nose. Um, Because we do know that when Boba Fett went in, like old cannon, like he escaped because he detonated some thermal detonators and then he got out. I mean, he has a jet pack, so he could just jump out of the thing. Um, But it wasn't working. Well, I mean... I mean, it worked when he went in. I'm sure he could. He's got like a thousand years to fix that thing while he's slowly being digested. (laughs) It's not like he's got under any time constraints or anything. Um, But I don't remember like what part of old Star Wars canon is canon now or it's part of Legends. I don't know if Boba Fett's story is. But I mean, like either way, however he gets out, like somehow he loses his armor. So like that's I think would be the story I'd be more interested in. Like, well, I don't even know if I'd be interested in that because it ends up in the hands of a bunch of Jawas. And I think that's like the less interesting option because they're Jawas, right? It's like, oh, the Jawas found yeah. him. 
Did they find him just like dying out there? They took his armor off and like kicked him out? Because we saw the Mandalorian take on a whole, you know, sand crawler full of Jawas and he came out on the mm-hmm. winning side of that. But um yeah, it'll be interesting to see where the story goes. Like, I mean, this will it'll probably be the first time we get to hear more of Boba Fett talk instead of just being yeah. like, you know, a silent villain at right that somehow became like this phenomenon without even having many lines without having to do anything um he did he does talk he talks he has more lines than like the uh the special edition versions right if if anybody still watches those but it's it'll definitely be interesting on where it goes from here um but overall just like great show super fun to watch um yeah, it's one of the only reasons to own Disney Plus right now. It is. It so. really, it really is. All right, everyone, thank you for hanging out with us until the end of the show. Thank you for hanging out with with. Hey, thank. Wow. <laughs> thank you for hanging out with us and through our sixty-five question: Are you a gamer quiz? And then for this talk on the Mandalorian. Um, hey, episode ten out tomorrow. Really exciting. And then next week, guys, we are into the new generation. Godfall's coming out. Hang out over, go look at Godfall 101, new channel that I've been working on for a while now. That thing's going to kick up. Lots of content going up there. And until next time, please be kind to each other as always, regardless of who you voted for. We are Americans and we should act like we're Americans. So whatever that means anymore in 2020. What does it mean to be American anymore, Mike, huh? It ought to mean to care about people regardless. It ought to mean to put aside your differences. And it ought to mean that at the end of the day, we are all Americans and we ought to have each other's back. But Yeah. All right. Until next time. Too often. Do you have a freaky talent? A freaky talent? Because yeah, I got one. I'll show oh, you. Oh, what one. do you have? I can bark like a dog. Thank you for listening you, to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Follow us at Freelancer Codex on Twitter or Twitch. Send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com or voice messages to anchor.fm slash freelancercodex slash message. We wish to thank all of our Patreons. We are grateful for you all.